Hi, and welcome to the Magical Soul Healing Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Mazzo. I'm known online as Jess the Empress. I started this podcast as a way to support people. I am very passionate about mental health, tarot, and astrology, and combining all those perspectives so that individuals can do better, so that they can improve their lives, improve their well-being, improve the quality of their day-to-day. And I'm bringing all of that passion onto this online space, onto this podcast. So I really hope that these episodes support you. I'm so excited to hang out. I'll see you soon in the episode and I'm sending you love. Hi friends. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? I hope you're doing well. You can see the baby boy right behind me hanging out being so cute. Today, we're going to get into, I've got my script ready, Mercury going into Gemini, which is happening according to my calendar on the 29th. I am recording this on the 23rd. So this is going to give you all a little bit of time to sit with this energy, sit with the messages and kind of feel into what you want to do, how you can maximize your energy as Mercury moves into Gemini. So this is a very fun type of energy. It's one of the home energies for Mercury because Mercury is all about chatting, intellectualizing, thinking, which is air. That is all about the Gemini sign, the air sign Gemini. So we're going to talk about the two collective tarot cards that are both Mercury and Gemini. So first we have the lover's card that is Gemini. And then we have the magician, which is the Mercury card. So for those of you off camera, per usual, I encourage you to take a look at these cards online. Just Google the magician tarot, the lover's tarot, find a couple photos that you like. So when the lover's card pops up, it's so funny because when I do readings for people, People get very, very excited when the lover's card comes up. And there are times absolutely when the lover's card can represent a romantic relationship, a union, a balance of opposites, um, steps about moving forward. So not always like a full-on reconciliation after a breakup, but it could be that there was some conflict in the relationship, right? And that there's been an agreement made, new agreements established, and then there's a moving forward because it is represented by the number six. The lover's card is represented by the number six, and that represents uh, moving forward, being able to make some progress after, after some challenging times. So part of that energy is here. Uh, so I, will ex- I do expect there to be conversations, more conversations between anybody in conflict in their relationship. So this doesn't have to just be the lover's romance. It's just representative of relationships in general. It's not always about, yeah, the love, the romance. But I do feel that with the Mercury card here, the magician, there's more conversation about what can go well, about how to maybe just let certain things go. Uh, Sometimes as couples, we want to, you know, make sure we get all the conflict off the table So there's never a problem again. We kind of have these really high standards of what it's like to be in a relationship. Um, But realistically, 
maybe it is good to have some things that the two of you don't talk about or within a group setting, right? So coming up with some type of rules uh, and a framework for moving forward could be really helpful. That way everybody is clear on what the expectations are and that way the expectations can be met. And I'll say that less conflict can be had in the future. Not necessarily no conflict because that's not possible. And the other thing too is that with conflict, with having these conversations, there's still going to be miscommunications. So you have to you have to see this from a larger perspective. In trying to get it quote unquote right, you're going to get it wrong. So you got to just know that that's what's going to happen. There's going to be misunderstandings, there's going to be bad ideas in the communication, but you don't have to run with everything. You don't have to personalize everything. Just leave breathing room. Like that's the best way I can explain it. Like let there be breathing space between you, your ideas, the communication you have with this, with other people or your loved one, right? So with Mercury, with the magician, we've got everything we need and it's really important that we use what's in front of us. Now, some of us might be a little further along in our practice with some tools, like with the magician card, all the tools, the cups, the swords, the pentacles, and the wands are all on the table in front of the magician. Now, some of us might be experts in our sword play. Where, oh, that was kind of sexual. I didn't mean that. Um, oh, no. Some of us might be, or cup player, whatever. Um, some of us might be more advanced. But at the same time, other people in our group or our partners may have, they may be more advanced in what we're lacking. And so this is where, again, we can observe we can say, you know what, I want to I want to do better with this pentacle, right? I kind of suck at like balancing my budget or whatever. And we have this shared goal of doing X, Y, and Z together, but it's really it's like hard for me to not go out and buy whatever, whatever. And so your partner could say, well, here's what I do. I have this sheet, and this is how I keep track of things. And let's do a weekly check-in. Right, And it might be uncomfortable. You might not like the confrontation of somebody kind of coming into your field and being like, hey, boo, how was that budgeting this week? And you're like, oh, no, I overspent. And then you have to have a conversation about that. Why you overspent? What emotions came over you? What led you to this decision, right? What took you away from the larger goal? But at the same time, the person who is holding you accountable only wants your best, right? And so you may have to say, okay, I, I can see that even though I'm like triggered in this moment and I'm feeling some type of way. But I also have these things that I offer my partner where we balance each other out even though it's oppositional. There can be growth and it's all uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, so I see this as a time where it's like fun, fun bantering. But like I said, in that fun bantering, in that creative solution place, there can be some offenses had, so I think it's really important to just remember what time we're entering so that way you're not personalizing everything. Uh, <clears throat> if things are kind of flying out of your mouth, it's likely that they're that it's happening for other people as well. So just kind of like remember that. Okay, I needed a water break. So the themes that I have coming up for this time are a willingness to learn new things. Like I said, with the magician, there's tools on the table. We've got everything we need. Some things we're better at than other things. 
the things that we're not great at and great at are going to be more apparent as people come to us. We're going to see our deficits and we're going to see our strengths. So it feels very balanced. It really does. It feels good. It feels like the work that we've put in, even our intellectual knowledge can be applied. So it's like we've studied, we understand the theory, and now we're applying the theory in real life to see how it impacts us and other people, which is super cool. Conversations with strangers. I feel like this is in multiple places. This is not only in real life, but it's online. Um, and I feel like those conversations promote growth. In that, there can be triggers. There can be agitation. This is very much a part of the lover's energy, simply because relationships are colliding and not in a negative way as we grow closer I think even to ourselves as an individual, we'll start to realize what triggers us from the outside, right? And then in relationships where we're growing actually closer with another person, we are letting go of our ego, we're opening up, there's more vulnerability, um, and we're more willing to have conversations that we wouldn't have, but, but because of that, we're also available to be a little more triggered <laughs> than we normally would be. So. Conversations with strangers, I see this as just having this like really fun, again, banter with people where they kind of drop like some like little nuggets of wisdom that you might come back to later or that you may ponder on as you go throughout the day. And I feel like this is super cool because it's informing perspective. Um, enjoyable small talk is another like ping that I had coming up for the Mercury and Gemini energy. I think it's really nice. And then I've got... Social butterfly energy. Uh, I feel like there's this desire to share information, right? Share the things you've learned amongst different groups. But as you're sharing, again, recognize we're collectively going through this, so people are likely to come to you with enthusiasm and share things that they have learned. So when you see another person being excited and you're like, I don't really care about the topic, can you just hold space? Can you just kindly listen? And you don't have to absorb every single thing they're saying and take notes, but you can, you can openly listen to what they're bringing you. Because I, I feel like one of the most amazing things to be able to witness is a person in their enthusiasm, in that state of just pure excitement, and they want to share. And sharing is caring. I really believe it. I think it's great. So I feel like we're going to have a lot of these moments where... And even our little ones, you know, for those of you who have little ones, I feel like, and if they're obviously they're of learning age, they're going to come to you and say like, I learned this. I'm so excited. And I think that they're getting their own, they're informing themselves and they're excited about their own growth. Just like we are as adults when we take on a new challenge, a new intellectual mm -hmm. challenge. It's, it's cool, right? Uh, and to have the ability to share that with people who listen and just actively listen, is a, is a really nice thing. Um, and I feel like a lot of people don't have someone in their life who will actively listen. And so when you can be that for another person, that's great. Even if it's a stranger, right? Even if somebody just kind of rambles on for five minutes. Like, it's a five-minute interaction that's really not going to harm you. It's not going to take away. Um, and you have no idea what positive impact it can make on them. I think a lot about um, people that have social anxiety because that's a lot of my 
my, the work I do with people is they have social anxiety. And so I think about when they, when they are overcoming their anxiety to be able to speak in public and they're internally managing that. Small talk is sometimes the best that they can do. And we know here in America, there's a lot of studies that are showing that anxiety is on the rise, primarily within younger people. I think it's like people in their 20s um, and maybe early 30s. And so when I think about younger people in public, I think about them having social anxiety. And I'm not projecting this onto them, but it's more of like a, a you never know what someone's carrying type vibe, right? And so when somebody can say something and have small talk, one, if you are actively listening, you're helping them regulate. <laughs> and it shows them that they can have these interactions and that they can be okay. Now, you know, whether or not they go home and overthink it is on them, you have no control over that. But when you actively listen versus you looking like you're bored as fuck because you don't care about what they're saying, that can change a person. It really can, it can positively impact a person and you have that ability. And I think that Mercury moving into Gemini gives a, I'm here to reflect that you can really be that for other people. You can be that active listener that engages in small talk and it doesn't seem like a burden. Um, I know a lot of people, and I've spoken on this before, a lot of people in the spiritual community are like, oh, I just can't have small talk anymore. I want to talk about like the deep shit and the trauma and the cycles of the moon. And I'm like, not saying that's wrong. You definitely have a place for that. But to say that you're over small talk and that you can't do it, that makes me feel some type of way. Because again, I'm protecting a larger group of people that have social anxiety. I work with them all the time. And so you're kind of walking around with this like too good to have small talk, whereas that's all that some people want to have, you know? And I think that you can find your group of people that want to have those deep conversations with you, but you can equally have small talk conversations that don't drain you because you have to look at your attitude and your approach to small talk. You know what I mean? And I think that this is a big perspective shift for some people listening. Um, but yeah, sometimes small talk is the best that some people can do. So being social butterflies, enjoying the small talk, conversations with strangers, willingness to share new things, willingness to learn new things, a time of less external validation or when validation is balanced between yourself and other people. And what I mean by that is we're not chasing validation. We're not bringing people into our lives just so that they can validate us, just so that they can validate our ideas. We think, you know what? I like this idea. I'm curious to know what my friends think about it. I want to flush this out a little bit. I want to see what they have to offer. And then we take it to other people. Or we know that we're worthy of love. We're worthy of whatever it is that we're seeking. And we come from that place. And then we go into social interactions and then people then validate our internal knowing, right? So it's either, well, it's both. It's both us validating ourselves and then again having that balanced validation. But also people are going to come to us for that. Now, I do feel like the shadow side of this is going to be an important thing to talk about as well which is making sure that you're not like idly gossiping, you're not talking just to talk. Because uh, with Gemini, with it being very chatty, it can also be very gossipy. 
Now, I feel like it's one thing to sit around and to talk about celeb gossip. Like, that's kind of fun. It's whatever. I don't necessarily see it as something that's harmful simply because um, we don't know these people. What we say isn't going to get back to them. The celebrities of the world have, to a degree, signed up for a life of publicity. And I understand we want to be mindful, right? And it's like we're just making a bunch of assumptions and talking about that. But what I'm asking everybody to evaluate is the context of what they're talking about. And can you maybe bring a deeper intention to what you're talking about? And let's say you have these other goals in your life, like myself, for example, is I want to learn Spanish. So I could either be practicing Spanish or I could be scrolling Perez Hilton. Do you know what I mean? It's like one or the other. So I think it's a good time to look at the choices that you're making when it comes to your speech and it comes to what you're filtering into your mind. Now, I'm not saying that, again, you can't gossip, it's whatever, but just make sure that this isn't your whole existence during Mercury and Gemini, um, that you're just not chatting up about everything and everybody and like stirring the pot. If you get some information and you want to share that information with some people, it's on you, you know, like I'm not the judge. So the point is, is with the lover's card, just be mindful of what you're saying. Make sure that you're doing your best to be as kind as possible. Um, or at least if you're done gossiping, kind of summarize it with like, yeah, but we're gossiping and we don't really know the whole truth. Like kind of bring everybody into the group, like grounded them at least to say like, yeah, but let's also claim where we're at. We don't need to feel bad for it, but we also need to know that like, this is what we're doing. You know what I mean? Um, so, so that, so we've got the magician and the lover's card. I'm going to get into the mini readings now. So let's start with air signs. I'm going to pull some cards for air. So air signs, you have the Hierophant in the inverted position and the five of cups. What do you need to come out of disappointment? Because there may be some things that you're either holding on to or that pop up during this time. But like other people might say you need to do X, Y, and Z to move on. But I think that you know what you need to do and what's best for you. The Hierophant inverted suggests that other people's ways aren't, aren't going to work. They're not going to work for you, Air. Like you need to figure out your own method your own steps, your own formula. That's the right word. You need to figure out your own formula and this opportunity, what's in front of you in terms of this grief and sadness and everything, this is an opportunity to create your own formula, to refine your own formula. Formula. Um, you know, the Five of Cups sometimes comes up with big disappointments, but it also sometimes comes up with small things as well. So I can't predict whether it will be large or not. But with this particular card, I think it's interesting that there's the complexity of the mind happening here. You have to make sure that your mind isn't running all over the place with a bunch of stories about maybe why things didn't work out. One of your Oracle cards is Fickleness. So yeah, your mind might be dancing all over the place. You yourself might feel restless, which 
Doesn't surprise me given that you have the Five of Cups. The Hierophant inverted is ruled by the number five. So <clears throat> air signs, there could be a little bit or a lot of bit of discomfort during this Mercury in Gemini. And maybe because it's so airy that it's just really amplifying the signs in the stars. Yeah, the air signs in your stars. It's like, okay, all this air, you're really elevated but you have to make sure that you have a sense of grounding. And the Hierophant is really designed to bring you down onto the earth to look at all of your options. And to, again, choose the options that are best for you. So it's gonna be important that you validate yourself, that you validate that you know what's best for you and that you're willing to try new things. That's the Mercury energy, that's the magician. What tools do you need to strengthen so that you can shift out of that mindset of just staying stuck, you know, of being trapped in the feelings. If you're not saying comforting things to yourself, how do you expect yourself to be comforted? You know, if you're not actively redirecting your mind, it's not gonna redirect itself. Like this is what you have to do. You have to build that into your brain. So with the fickleness, I think it could be hard for you to maybe stay on track, but just remember that this is all temporary and what you can do now, because this is days ahead of time, this reading, is to create a plan of action. Maybe have some visuals. I know that I like visuals, so I have sticky notes all over the place. <laughs> and they give me direction. Like, they say the things to me that I need to say to myself. And one of those is, is this what I want right now? Or is this what I want, is this what I really want overall? And that statement helps me make choices that are more long-term based than short-term gratification. And this again is something that you could do, right? You can write those sticky notes. You can say the things to yourself that you need to say that maybe nobody said to you, but you have a lot of power here to set yourself up for success, to navigate through the discomfort. So your oracle card says, in every moment, the universe is conspiring to bring me toward right-minded thinking and the energy of love. I like this. Yeah, so you could either be personalizing what happened and with regret, that's a feeling that can come up in the Five of Cups. With regret, we have to expand beyond that feeling. We're not meant to stay stuck in it. Did you want things to go differently? Yeah, totally. And they didn't, and that sucks. If another opportunity comes, what do you want to do differently? So that way you can maximize the opportunity instead of just, again, ruminating on what you did wrong, how everything's messed up, blah, blah, blah. Again, whatever the stories of the mind are. Uh, so yeah, very interesting for air signs, but I feel like you guys are going to be successful. You're going to come out of this time with a lot more clarity on how you can move through a variety of emotions and in the future you can also be an example of that for other people which is nice I'm just rolling all over the place in this chair okay so now we're getting into water signs water signs what is your cards you have the Five of Pentacles reversed, and you also have the King of Swords in the inverted position. So two reverse cards. 
I feel like this is a really good time to plan for look ahead. Look ahead and plan. Not only finances, but like with your energy. I want you, like the way that I keep seeing this is having planning like a month or two ahead. It's interesting because, and, and kind of like scheduling things. Scheduling is going to be a good thing for you. Uh, it's like the best way that I could explain it. With the King of Swords, you have looking ahead, right? It's inverted. So it's saying that you need to take a, a, a better look, a more detailed look because you're overlooking some things right now. Overlooking them, like if you just kind of rush into this next month, into this next season, we have other things happening that are interesting. We have some retrogrades happening. So you know that with retrogrades, it's a time of review. Particularly for water signs, this is a good opportunity now to plan ahead. When you're looking at things with detail, you're less likely to um, fuck up, you know, because you can plan. Um, I'm not saying you need to like rigidly plan, but what I get here from the Five of Pentacles reversed is that there's a couple of things that you think you could do them, but once you take a, a closer look, you'll realize you can't. And it's not a bad thing because you're, you're going to be redirected to do exactly what you need to do. Um, but it just looks like now is a really important time. Make sure also just like make sure you're going over your bills for the next two months. Make sure you have some in reserve. If you don't have some in reserve, just set a little bit aside. Um, I just see this as being important. I, I don't know why it's coming up, but it's coming up. Um, because I know that there's things that you want to do. You may need to postpone some of them because uh, some stuff might pop up. Or you'll just realize like, oh yeah, that bill that I pay yearly is actually due. Like, for example, um, I pay my website fee once a year. You know, and it's small, but it's also a good thing to, to know that, oh, okay, yeah, this is coming up. So make sure you like go through your emails and um, you've got all your dates written down for upcoming events and group meetings and things like that. So that way your time and energy is appropriately structured given the amount of responsibility that you have. And then you have divine love as your oracle card. Yeah, this is nice. I think that with this message, anything that pops up that feels like it's off track or you're kind of frustrated, thinking like, oh, this is annoying. I'd rather not have to do this. You are really being guided to to go in the direction that you're meant to go and you're preventing some things from happening. Like instead of having to scramble and fix things on the fly, you're doing it ahead of time. So there's a higher sense of preparation, which I feel like is going to reinforce confidence. So I always trust the direction of the universe and know I'm being guided. That's your last Oracle card. That's so cute. And the other thing too, I feel like with the, Five of Pentacles reverse is the realization that resources might be scarce. So again, let's say in the next two months you have two or three large bills coming up and they were, they're not unexpected because you see them, right? Or because you set money aside, you're prepared. Um, but in that, it, there can be a tightness of resources. It could be a tightness of time and energy. So you might need, again, to say no to social events because your personal workload is really high over the next couple months. 
But with there being a, quote, shortage or maybe like less than, it's all temporary. That's the important thing to remember. And it also, looking ahead of time, can help you bring in some external resources now instead of waiting and, again, scrambling at the last minute. So we're moving into earth signs. You all have the nine of cups in the inverted position and the king of cups in the inverted position. See that? Well, you're definitely mastering your emotional energy. And with Mercury moving into Gemini, this is probably going to be with earth signs um, about how you satisfy yourself and how content you are. I feel like it's going to be important that you, you realize you don't have to be content with everything. The feeling of dissatisfaction can often lead you to make different choices, choices that lead to satisfaction. But there are going to be some times where you just have this feeling of irritation and you don't know what to do or these other emotions pop up and you're just not, not feeling the best. And that's not bad. You're just kind of moving through, moving through the vibes, like really giving yourself permission to go through a funky time. And that's actually stabilizing because if you don't allow yourself to move through it, you are going to destabilize and stay destabilized because we're designed to feel, we're designed to be emotional. So what happens when we suppress is that we're just building everything up to impact us at a later time. And it's interesting because the King of Cups is a very social card. It represents social responsibility as well. So with this might be declining some social events that just don't align with like what you really need for yourself. So let's say your friends are like, we're gonna go out drinking and blah, 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 but you're kind of feeling down. Now, I understand that drinking temporarily might lift you up and you might have a good time, but there are also effects that alcohol has and they are a depressant. So what happens after the alcohol wears off could be a, a mild to severe hangover, you're groggy, you're not able to show up for other people that need you in your, in your life, you know, in the way that you want. So there's this like, um, yeah, doing things that are good for you. This is going to be a focus during Mercury and Gemini for Earth signs. And, and with the lover's energy, to me, it's like just making sure that you're not letting your mind dance around too much into thinking that there's something like long, sorry, there's not something wrong forever or long term. It's more of like, okay, I'm moving through this. I'm giving myself permission to move through this. It feels really uncomfortable. But I know that moving through it is moving this energy out of me. And in moving it out of me, I'll be back to neutral or my old self or whatever sooner than later. And with the Nine of Cups, there's this review of what you're doing that isn't actually filling you up anymore. So you're really mastering working with that cup energy. Again, you might be drawn to do something, but it's going to be important for you to evaluate why you're doing that certain thing. Why you're drawn to it could be as simple as like it's just an old pattern, an old habit, um, but in engaging with it, does it actually help you stabilize? Does it actually fulfill you and, and get you at least closer to that feeling of contentment? 
Or do you just like keep engaging in it because you're like, eh, it's something to do. You know what I mean? And you're more bored and apathetic about things. Oh, so your card is truthfulness. This is your oracle card, earth signs. So it's going to be really important that you are honest and truthful with yourself. And you know, that's what relationships can be for. They can definitely hold a mirror to us. But what's beautiful about that is that mirror is held to us so that we can do better. It's out of love. Remember the example I gave about, you know, the finances and how like if you want to save up for the larger goal, you could have an accountability buddy. It's like that. You know, you have the review and you're like, okay, we got to talk about this. Why did you ever spend? What's going on here? What else do we need to do? What other safety nets do we need to put in place? You're having conversations about safety nets right now. You're getting really real about what is happening with you and what you need. And remember that these things can shift and change as you grow stronger, as you leave maybe some of those older habits and patterns behind. Um, but earth signs, it might be a little uncomfortable for you. This card flipped over. It says that my vibes speak louder than my words. I think that's cute. And, uh, yeah, if you're not being truthful with yourself, it looks like, uh, people are probably going to be truthful with you. Like I'm experiencing you as a little bit grumpy right now, or I'm experiencing you as a little bit tired right now, or like, Hey, I noticed I haven't heard from you in a week. Like what's going on? Um, you could say I'm fine, but the people who know you and love you are going to lovingly call you out and say, what's going on? So you might as well be honest. You might as well be truthful. <laughs> so that way you can get the support that you need, you know, and the support that you deserve. But in that is being able to, again, get out of your head and have other people come in and help you creatively problem solve, which is cool. All right. So let's get into fire signs. We're closing out with fire signs. You all have the seven of cups and the queen of swords inverted. You've got to cut. There's confusion. There's some confusion. Not only is there confusion, but there's like this attachment to an optimistic outcome, which I think is great, but you have to be realistic. So with the queen of swords inverted, you need to have a more objective look at what's happening instead of personalizing it, instead of thinking you'll... So some of the attachments might be on how much control you think you have. When you go back and you look at things more objectively, you'll realize you have less control than you think. But that actually gives you freedom. It gives you the freedom of better choices. It gives you the freedom of living a little bit more openly and less, again, corded into and enmeshed with whatever it is, the person, the situation, whatever, the outcome that you want. You can still hope for the best outcome. You can still be optimistic, but there's that like cautious optimism. That's the sweet spot. That's where you want to be right now, Fire, as you're looking towards your future, as you're planning things. Um, and again, I feel like a lot of this is impacted with the upcoming retrograde, but it's cool that we're getting into this. So with the Queen of Swords, she is also social. So your social interactions have to sharpen you, okay? They cannot be these things that dull you out, that burn you out. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you're finding yourself dulled and burned out, then it's time to take a step back. 
Because sometimes if you don't check in with yourself, you're looking at all these external situations and be like, they're not landing the same. I feel this way, blah, 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 blah. But realistically, it's because you're tired and you're burned out and you haven't done anything to make yourself feel better. You're just entertaining people that suck. You're not mindful of your mind. You're not mindful of like your habits. So there's going to be a review coming in. And it looks like you, just like some of these other signs, fire, are going to be working with the cup energy, with your emotions, and making sure that you're doing things, again, that satisfy you. You allow yourself to dream about what's possible, but you also realize what's probable. You know, you hold both at the same time, and it's so important. Encouragement. Yes, have people in your corner that say, yes, what you want is possible. However, you think it's going to take three years. It's not. It's going to take about five to eight. And you say, damn, five to eight years, can I handle that? Is that something I want? But if the answer is yes, then give yourself permission to play in the optimism. You know, give yourself permission to, to come further into the vision and say, like, this is real, this is possible, I can do it. So it's twofold. You're encouraging yourself and you're allowing people to encourage you. And let's say somebody does pop your bubble, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't need that. I need somebody to be not pop your bubble as in keep you grounded and realistic. That's not what I mean. Pop your bubble as in like pour salt all over your shit and try to ruin it because they don't have good vision. That's what I'm talking about. You know, somebody that can't encourage you, somebody that says like your dreams are stupid. That, that shit, that shit's got to go. You need to say goodbye and cut those ties. There is a stream of love supporting my dreams, you guys. So cute. This is the oracle card for the fire signs. Yes. You know, the love can come in in really different ways, right? But I feel like with uh, fire signs, it's going to be people that boost you just as much as you boost other people. So fire signs, bring your fire signs around you so that way you can get that reinforcement. But really be mindful of your attachment to certain things. Um, again, allow your vision to take shape as you become a little more grounded and a little more practical because it's not that you're off course. It's just that, yeah, it's just that like some of the things you hope for are going to require a lot more effort and more planning and more dedication than what you might first assume. Um, but, but either way, it's all good. Okay, cool. This is wrapping up the Mercury and Gemini. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate a rating on the podcast if you're listening, a thumbs up on YouTube if you're watching. I'm totally down for comments. I can reply to those on YouTube. So if you want to drop anything in the comment section, that would be awesome. And I'm sending you a lot of love. Until next time, I've got a couple more episodes coming up because we've got Pluto going retrograde in Capricorn as well on the 29th. So I'll have a video about that. And then shortly after on the 30th, we've got a new moon solar eclipse in Taurus and I've got deets on that. So sending you love. Okay. Bye.